Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, all the things we care about, which is primarily metal music and live music. Today we're going to talk about Lamb of God and the recent Omens tour that we saw. Just a little bit about this show. It was October 24th, 2022 at the Aragon Ballroom. Openers were Suicide Silence, Baroness, Kills and Kill Switch Engage. We paid <laughs> we paid $79.50 for the tickets plus $24 and sorry, $23.49 in fees and then $8.35 in tax. So over $31 in extras. Yeah, almost 50% of the ticket price was tax extras. and fees. That's crazy. It is, yeah. Also, this was at the Aragon Ballroom. It was supposed to be at Northerly Island, um, which is just a few blocks from our place. Like, we live close to... Well, it's probably about a mile and a half walk. Yeah, I mean, it's what, like a 20-minute f- walk? Possibly. Maybe 30. Probably but still 30. super quick. Yeah, because you have to go past Soldier Field, around the lake, or the harbor. I guess it's not the lake, but around the harbor, and then... Down to Northerly Island, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's... Quite a ways. It's not two blocks away. It's it's not, but at the same time, it's a lot better. It's a lot better than um, hopping on the L and spending an hour oh, yeah. on the train. 100%. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not better. It's just not two blocks away. No, yeah, yeah. It's still like the closest venue next to Soldiers Field to our current residence. Yep. Which is, which, which, which was a big selling point for us. It was. We were... So, this was the night after we saw Ghost in Green Bay. Right. We, go ahead, sorry. That's fine. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, right. Like, it was, it is, it was the night after Green Bay, and we cut our trip short in Green Bay. We were going to make a whole weekend trip out of Green Bay, and Lamb of God announced their show, and we're like, fuck, we're going to go see Lamb of God, and it's in Chicago, it's a few blocks like it's super close to our place it's walking distance from our place to me that's a few blocks yeah Yeah. um my my judgment of distance has changed a lot since moving to chicago yes i think we notice that whenever family comes in it's like oh it's just a few blocks and it's like it's really a mile and a half walk which to us is like oh we we just walk every day uh, everywhere we go family's like and we and we did the same thing in Iowa. We lived super close to a grocery store, and we would drive. Yeah, we lived less than a mile away from the grocery store, and we drove. Right, and every day, every time we had to go there. Yeah, and we've walked further to a grocery store here in Chicago. Yeah. So it's it's just different. Like so, when I say it's a few blocks, to me, it's it's not necessarily like three blocks because that isn't. It's definitely not three blocks, but it's yeah. oh. I'm just saying because when you started, you said. Northerly Island is two blocks away. Did I? You did. Oh, well. And I, it's definitely not two blocks no. away. Yeah, it's not two blocks. No, I, too few, I mean, whatever, it's there. It's across the harbor. Yeah. From our window, it looks like it's really close. Yeah. But, but like. There's a lot between. That was definitely a selling point for us, right? Like that it was, oh shit, we can go see Ghost, get up the next day, drive home. And just walk to the concert and then walk home from the concert and be home before midnight. Yeah, that is the reason why we decided to cut our Green Bay 
trip short was because it was so close. And then like a week before the concert, we got, maybe it was more than a week. Maybe it was like a week and a half to two weeks. But we got an email from Live Nation because this was a Live Nation event that had changed from Northern Ireland to to Aragon Ballroom. And we've seen shows there before. I think I've seen three other shows there and you've seen one other one. show? Yeah, I saw Smashing Pumpkins. That's the only one I've seen. No, not Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to remember it. It's a female's name. What? The band name is a female's name. I'll just say it then because I don't know. Oh, Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly. And the Interrupters and a few other people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember the other ones. Um, I don't know why I always call them Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I don't know either. They're not the same. I think thing. I say it all the time. Um, but no, they're not anything alike. And, and we'll get further into um, the Aragon in and of itself, but it was just sort of a clusterfuck of emails that we got. Right? It was one saying the venue had changed from Northern Island to Aragon Ballroom. I'm assuming Live Nation owns both venues or operates out of both venues. I mean, Live Nation definitely. Owns Aragon. Or, yeah, it's the parent company for Aragon. Um, but then also it wasn't just the venue had changed; the time had changed, and it was like the show starts at four thirty, which then made it super hard. Or not, maybe not super hard, but it was like it was more of a rush. To yes, get home. yeah, we had anticipated just a leisure, like a, a lazy day, getting home, drive home at our own pace. And then mosey on over to, uh, Northern to Northern Island. Island. Yeah. Yeah. And my whole thought was, um, I driving makes me really tired. So, um, my whole thought was, oh, we'll get home at two, rest a little bit, and then be able to go over at six. And then when they they changed the venue, fine, whatever they changed the venue, but they moved it. At least an hour, maybe two hours before. You sure it was 4.30 that it started? it was 4.30. I thought it started at 5.30. So the first email, when they re-changed the venue, they changed it to 4.30. I didn't read any of these emails. You read them, so I don't know. Then we got another email a couple days later, or a little bit later, saying, oh, we've changed the time from 4.30 to 5.30. So that's where I was like, it's just a clusterfuck of emails, right? Where it's, we're changing venues and times. Nope, the venue's still the new changed venue, but the time is now 5.30. So it was just, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was a mistake originally. Maybe it was always supposed to be 5.30 and whoever sent the email out, like just filled out the wrong template or what. But that was, that was annoying in my opinion to like constantly change. Okay. I was annoyed when you told me I was at Argonne. Not that I don't like Argon, but I was annoyed that it was up north. But right, that does change your plans, right? That that lazy trip home and rest now is sort of a rush trip home and boom, 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 let's go. Yeah. Because it's, it's about an hour train ride commute up. Yeah, between getting to the train, riding the train, and we're saying train meaning CTA, um, and then getting or walking to the ballroom, so... Plus that L stop is under construction. So you have to either get off a stop early 
a stoplight. Or a stoplight, yeah. Yep. And then walk down, which yep. isn't bad at all. It's not bad at all, no. It's just, once again, it's just one more annoyance to the whole journey yep. to where you're going. I don't think, is it, is the entire station closed, north and southbound? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for Lawrence it is. Yeah. Right now. So that's that's just a bit frustrating. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was super pumped, super excited for this show. Just Lamb of God in them themselves. I'm a huge fan of Lamb of God. Um, we've seen them twice this year already or just twice, once? Twice this year, yeah. So we saw them with um, Megadeth. And oh, God. right, yes. Yeah. Was that, where was that, Peoria? Peoria, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we saw them there. And then we saw them with Disturbed at um, Summerfest. Sum- Summerfest in Milwaukee. Yeah, so we saw them twice already, um, and both were great performances, and I was I was super excited for this concert, too. So, Peoria was first, if I remember correct. Yep, yeah. Um, and that was the first time we've seen them in a few years. Yeah, we saw them at open air. Oh. Um, was yeah. that 2017? Yes, 2017. Yeah. And then Linefest, they were at Linefest. Right, but we didn't really get to see them. We heard them. You're right. We were in line. Yeah, we'll definitely do a, yeah. <laughs> a thing about line fest. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be an in depth. I mean, that's gonna be a long episode. It is. It's but. gonna be a emotional episode. Frustrating. But anyway, we'll, whatever. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot that they were. At, um, I did too. Not fest Iowa, but it. Yeah, we didn't get to see any of it. But like you said, like we saw them those other two times this year. They killed it both times. Like the Lamb of God Megadeth. That was like a co-headlining, right? Yeah, that's how I understood it. It was, it was like them joint headlining together. Yeah, so, even, but it, they, w- they went on before Megadeth. Right. So it was like, I, and I don't understand that like co-headlining thing. Um, It's just. I don't know, unless they flip-flop all the time. Because we've seen a few shows where there's been co-headliners this year. Unless they flip-flop, like, city to city, it's really odd. Um, so I kind of I kind of viewed I, I viewed that particular show as not necessarily co-headlining, but we did get to see Lamb of God, and it seemed like an extended set. And maybe that's all co-headlining is, is that the band before the headliner... Instead of getting 40 minutes, you get an hour and 10 minutes yeah. or something. Yeah, an hour normally. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah, I don't know what the, I I really don't know what the um, thought process behind that is, but. So the tour is the Omens tour in support of their new album coming out. And they've had a few singles come out, which have been pretty good. Um, and a lot of bands, you know, when a new album comes out, you have to go out, support it, tour it play a bunch of songs off that album and I, I i do and this will be probably in a later show also where we talk about seeing a band multiple times and how when a new album comes out sometimes that's the only time you hear some of those songs live is on that particular tour so it was it was kind of excited to see and go to this show before before the album came out as we as we said the venue changed. Not only were we excited because it was a closer venue at Northway Island. You've never seen a show there. No, I've never been there. I've seen. Well, I've walked over there, but yeah, never seen a show. Yeah, 
Um, I saw a music festival there a few years ago, uh, North Coast EDM Festival. The whole complex over there is really cool, and I was super excited to see this. I was, I was excited to see it. I don't know what particular venue this would have been at on that whole like island complex. You mean like stage? Yeah, what stage? Okay. So not not venue, but yeah, yeah what? Because the venue is Northern Ireland. Yeah. What stage it would have been? Um, actually, I think it's like actually the venue is actually like Huntington Bank or something. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. But it's on Northerly <laughs> Island. We're getting really complex here. I didn't put that together, but yes, it's Huntington Bank. Bank being the key term there. That'll come in later. So I didn't know like where it was, if I'd actually seen a performance at that particular stage. But it was listed as a pavilion. And we went to um when we went to Summerfest, a lot of those were pavilions, like outside pavilions. Which usually, you know, you have you have your stage, you have a little bit of a cover. Um, Iowa State Fair has a bunch of these like little stages as well. But then, so a part of me was like Iowa State Fair, another part of me was like Tenley Park. Yes. So I didn't know what I was going to get. I didn't know what the audio was. So what are you be talking like. about? Are you talking about Northerly Island? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. you then you said Summerfest, so I was confused. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I was trying to like think of Norley Island and what what to expect going out there. Okay, and this is for North Coast or for Lamb of God? Lamb of God. Okay. okay. So I was excited to see that. I was also a little hesitant, like, oh, it, like we, we've been to Tenley Park and like the audio sucks depending on where you sit. I think everywhere it sucks. And the whole experience can be really shitty. Yeah. And I was and worried about owned, that. And it's owned by Live Nation. Right. So. So. I was I was a little hesitant about Norley Island just at whole, but at the same time I was excited because I wanted to see a show there. But then it got moved to Argonne, like we talked about, and we'd seen a few shows there. My experiences at Argonne have not been good in the past. I'll let you speak about some of your experiences and what you thought, especially with this show in particular. So just this show or my experience overall? We can do either or, either okay. or both. What What were your thoughts on what a when you heard it got changed to Argon, and then b like the overall experience of this concert at Argon? What were your thoughts? So first mentioned, I was upset that it was at Argon because it's not walking distance, and the whole driving all day, not being able to really rest because it's going to take us an hour to get up there, that sort of thing. That was kind of frustrating. And then earlier this year, we saw Floggy Molly's there. And granted, it was like 90-some degrees outside that it day. It was like a super fucking hot week yeah. that week. So we really, we didn't have the heat that other places had all summer, but we did have one week of it. And going into Floggy Molly's, like, one, we were really hot getting there because, like I said, we walked to the, the CTA, we take the CTA, we walk to the venue. So... You're pretty warm from that. And then you get in there, and this is over the summer, and it was so hot. Like, I'm sure that they have cooling systems of some sort. Not saying that they work the best, but it almost seemed like they didn't turn it on until the concert. Like, it was so hot in there. So that was my thought from earlier this year. And then going for Lamb of God, I even made the comment of, 
I hope it's not as hot. Yeah, as I remember looks. that. So we didn't even get halfway through uh, Suicide Silence before, like, I was sweating. And we weren't, like, in the pits or, like, we were just on the floor. Just standing there, just not, standing. like, jumping around yeah. or anything. Yeah. yeah. And seeing the people in the pits and um, the ones that were jumping around more and, like, enjoying themselves, they were sweating. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like, I was hoping since it's not so hot outside, like it was only 60-some degrees probably, um, that it would be cooler. But it was still so fucking hot in there. Like, even during Lame of God, I saw them, like they had the, um, <clears throat> what are those machines that, like, do, like, the dry ice basically and, like, shoot up. Oh, just, like, the smoke machines? The smoke machines, yeah. But it's, like, basically, I mean, cause at other, like, the Disturbed concert um, a few years ago, we were so close to the stage that, like, it does, like, rain ice, kind of, like, when those... Oh, I didn't even notice that. You yeah. didn't notice that? No. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember that from Disturbed. Like, it, it it doesn't rain ice. That's the wrong term. But it's, like... um, It's, like, flakes of, flakes, yeah. of yeah. the dry ice falling back yes, down. yeah. So, and I saw um, both Randy and um, the guitarist, like, go into, like, put their hands in it or whatever to, like, cool, you know, probably cool down or whatever. But it was so fucking hot in there. I don't remember being, like, it was hot. I was sweating, but I wasn't, like, not like Flogging Molly where it was. No, I wasn't sweating as bad as Flogging Molly's either, but it was so fucking hot. I guess, yeah, it was, I was I was sweating hot. just standing there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like I was comfortable. Okay. Not just me personally. For some odd reason, usually I run pretty hot, but yeah, I was—I mean, I was just standing there and I had sweat rolling down, hmm. like it was hot. I'm not—I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like I—you didn't feel the hot heat, and you didn't see everybody sweating. No, I oh. saw like the people in the pits for sure sweating, but like other people just standing around, like no, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, no. I... You can have that opinion. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Nick. I mean, I saw a lady with a freaking paper plate wait, fanning herself. It was so I hot. I think I did see that, yeah. I mean, so. there is no airflow in there. I do remember they were unloading one of the stages and opened, yeah. like, the doors. So after Kill Switch, they unloaded the stage, and they opened, like, the door on the side. And it's like a window almost with a shutter on it that they just roll up. Yeah, I think it's, like, to the loading dock or whatever. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, it was. I mean, when they had that open, there it was, was a nice, nice air breeze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that that's the one thing, right? It's there's no air movement whatsoever in there. Um, and I do remember during that first show, Flogging Molly, where it was so hot, they had those giant ass fans at the back blowing air forwards, but they didn't have those because I remember walking up the stairs this time and being like, oh. It must be a cooler day, so they don't have the giant fans blowing air in here. Yeah. Uh, what else about this particular venue? Anything else? Like my thoughts? Or yeah, yeah, your thoughts. Or like describing the venue. Just you, your thoughts around the venue in and of itself. I mean, it's okay. It's a, just a giant open room. Um, technically a ballroom because there's a... <laughs> there's a disco ball. A disco ball in there, so we determined that that's how you get the word ballroom um i don't know it's just a big giant ass fucking room that has like seating above like i don't know how 
Like, I'm sure that's like VIP or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I said, I'd, I'd seen a few other shows than you had there. Most of the shows I've seen have been during cooler, colder temperatures. Um, the last show before Flogging Molly was the Black Keys. And I think that was February or March 2020. Not March. We didn't go to any concert. The it last been concert like we went early to was March. February. You didn't go to this. I went to it by myself. Okay. Um, I thought that we hadn't. We didn't do anything those first couple weeks of March. I feel like maybe not. I, and I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was early 2020, I think, that I saw them there. Yeah. The key being it was cold as fuck outside because it's Chicago and, you know, eight of the 12 months are cold as fuck. And I always remember this particular venue. Is it, It's just not set up well. Especially with like coat check, right? If it's cold as fuck, you're going to wear a coat. And a lot of places have coat checks. This is one venue that has a coat check. So when you walk in, you first look straight ahead of you. And there's this massive staircase, this grand staircase that goes up. And that's how you get up to the to the floor, right? As you go up that, and then you go up another side staircase. And then back towards the door that you just came in is where the stage is on the opposite, like on the floor above you below that staircase going up to the, to the floor, the dance floor, the, the show floor, that's where coat check is. So at the end of the night, they funnel everybody out. You go down the staircase and then people try to get down below the staircase to get their coats and then come back up through that same staircase and then out to the front door. Wait, why do you have to go up the staircase again? It's a double lane staircase. You go down it and up it. Once you get your coat, you're supposed to go back up that exact same staircase. You went down to get it. Oh, so so not the staircase that you go up to go to the ballroom. Right. There's another staircase below that staircase. That takes you below. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I've never been down there. Okay. Exactly, right. I was so confused. I'm like, why would you go back to the ballroom? You, know, you have okay. no reason to yeah. go up there. But regardless, it's like a clusterfuck, right? Like you have people who are coming down from the ball, from the floor, the stage, trying to get down under that staircase that you're at. And then people trying to get back up and try to leave. Like it's just so many yeah. people. And it's so the clusterfuck on the staircase is the staircase to the coat check. Right. Not yeah. from the ballroom. It, it backs up though, up to the ballroom. Okay. And then, of course, you have security who's now pushing you out. Like, hey, you got to get out of here. We got to clean this up. You got to get out. You got to get out. You got to get out. And they're pushing the crowd forward. And it's like, I can't fucking go anywhere. I can't go down because it's a f- it's just a mass of people. And it's just a bottleneck. What do you want me to do? So it's it, that aspect of it's very frustrating. So going earlier this summer and seeing Flog and Molly, it was... I was excited because I'd never seen a show there where I didn't have to use the the coat check and I could just walk in and walk right out. And I was excited for that to see at the end of the night how easy it would be just to get out of the venue. And we left a little early during that show, so we didn't have issues. But when we left this show, it was still a clusterfuck trying to get out. It took forever. Like, it was a large number of people trying to go down these two side staircases to get to the main floor. And then once you're down there, that's where your bath, your bathrooms are and your, 
you're going to either side of the bathroom and that's causing more of a bottleneck once again. I don't know. The whole leaving the venue at the end of the night is a bit of a pain point for me. I think any venue that you're leaving is very cluster to leave. It is. There's some that are better. This one definitely seems a lot worse to me okay. than others. It's just, and, and maybe by I don't like the stair aspect of it yes. because you're funneling down these. I mean, you have two sides of the stairs, but you, you're funneling down one staircase, like thousands of people. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't like that. No. Yeah. And, and maybe it's just, it's the end of the night. And by that point I'm done with this particular venue. Cause there's a lot more issues than, than that. One of the other issues is getting into the venue. I don't know. So they, they, when you get in, they split it. Men on one side, women on the other. And that's because women are going to get pat down by women. Men are going to get pat down by men. You don't want a man patting down a woman, right? That's a common thing now. You don't do that. Yeah. Did you get pat, did you get a pat down when you walked through? Yeah. yeah. So did I. But at the same time, you walked through a metal detector. Yeah, I don't know what their whole concept is. I don't remember those Floggy Mollies, though. I don't remember it that much either, but I remember it for all the other shows I went to. Oh, okay. And That's so weird that I don't remember getting pat down by Floggy Mollies, and I don't remember being split. I remember... Oh, I do. The split. At Floggy Mollies? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember being split, but... Because it's the same thing. I have the tickets on my phone. Yeah. And so it's one of those things, like, once you get through, you're just sort of standing there in that little section before you scan your ticket. It's like... Well, I'm done. Yeah. He's at the end of that long-ass fucking so, line. you probably didn't see this, but um, another woman was in front of me that went through, and she had the same concept where she had to wait for the person she was with to go through the other line because they did it by gender or whatever. Um, and, but while we were standing there, like, I stood by the wall. She kind of stood in the middle. But while we were standing there, like, one of the guys at the door just was like, over here, over here, like basically like you can come this way to get into the venue or whatever. And it's like neither one. I mean, granted, there was not a line of women, which is common at the concerts we go to. Yeah. Generally, there are more men than women. Um, and there wasn't that a line of women, but it's like. Maybe they should have done like two security for women and four for men, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of. I mean, I get how they had to like split it up because of like how the doors are or whatever. But I just felt like the men were so overwhelmed with people that, and also like the people that were by the doors on the side that I went to, or that the women are on, like had no tickets to scan basically. Cause all the, not all the men have the tickets. That's the wrong way to say it. But at that particular time, at, but the one guy seemed really irritated that the other woman and me were standing there. Oh really? Yeah. Like he was, I mean, just how he said it, like, you know, basically, like, you can scan over here, you can scan over, like, oh, why are you waiting sort of thing? Oh, it's scanning the ticket scanning guy. Scanning the ticket, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he seemed not irritated, but just, like, why are you standing there? But it's like, I don't have a ticket to scan, which now I have the Live Nation app on my phone, so technically I could scan one ticket, you could scan the next one. But, yeah, Yeah, that sucks. Like, that was just, it was kind of a cluster to get into, so. But... So we went to Ghost the night before, right? And they had you take everything out of your pocket, hold your hands up, and go through the metal detector. And the metal detector would, like, scan up by your hands because obviously you're holding shit. And they can see what you're holding. 
But if there's no other metal detected, you just walk straight through. This is the same thing. You take everything out of your pocket. You hold it above your head. You walk in. You did? I did. Oh, I didn't. The people in front of me. I held it in my hand, but I didn't. The people in front of me going through the line did the same thing. They like held it in their hand, like held down by their side and then walk through. It's like, well, that's going to show you have something down here. You're trying to hide something. Maybe that's why you're getting pad down. I did the whole hands above my head go through. I still got a pat down. I think I figured out the why they're doing the pat okay. downs. And I noticed it at a previous show I'd been to. I don't know what one. but At Argonne? Yeah. Okay. And it was, once again, we've seen, I've seen two shows during the hot tem- or warmer temperatures and I think three shows during colder temperatures. When it's cold, I wear chapstick because my lips get all chapped as fuck and whatnot. I don't like it. So I bring chapstick everywhere I go. Somebody in line in front of me had chapstick as well. They made them throw the chapstick out. You couldn't bring chapstick into the venue. At this concert? At Not this concert, but at this venue. Oh. At Aragon. And I think the thing that they're doing is not checking for weapons. They don't give a shit about that. They care about... Well, I mean, they give a shit about yeah, weapons because you're that's going through the, a metal detector. That's what the metal detector is for. The pat-down is to find drugs or booze or little bottles, you know, your little bottles of booze or chapstick might have Coke or something in it, like, yeah. or weed, whatever, right? I think the point is take out all of the vices that people can bring in, anything they want to, like, get inebriated whatever reason not because they don't want you to be inebriated but because if you have if you bring your own shit in you're not spending your money at the fucking venue i counted there were eight goddamn bars in that little tiny ass venue there's that one when you first walk in there's the giant one at the top of the stairs there's two off to the side of that there's two up by the stage and there's two up at the top in the VIP section, at least. Maybe a third one back out front. I think it's it's Live Nation just trying to monetize every ounce of everything out of this venue. And every time you buy a, buy a drink, it's, do you want to add a shot for $5? Like, they don't give a shit how drunk you get. Like Oh, yeah, we saw some people who were very... I don't think they care about over-serving because that's five more bucks for a live nation. Like, it's so frustrating. And like I said, the whole Huntington Beach Bank Pavilion is Northern Island? I think so, yeah. This is Byline Bank Pavilion. So they're leasing out the names of these banks for these, like, it's the Argonne Ballroom, but it's not the Aragon Ballroom. It's the Byline Bank Aragon Ballroom. Like, who gets to tack on their bank name? Like, yeah. They're, it's Live Nation owning a venue, selling the tickets to that venue, and just trying to monetize the fuck out of everything. Hence the twenty three forty nine for right. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, because I think we talked about this with Ghost, um, in that episode when we saw Ghost. Like, so those tickets were from just a small ticket vendor, um, who was local. Well, I, we don't know local, but it was like at the um, center that we were at. Um, and I think the fees were like $7 or something. Do you remember? I don't, but we have that listed here. Recorded. $15 in fees. How much was the ticket, though? It was like 100 bucks a ticket, bucks. right? Yeah, so it was 15%. Where this is 50% almost. 
Yeah, between the tax and fees, yeah. I mean, it was like 40%, but yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, get into monopolies all you want. Like, how the fuck is Ticketmaster Live Nation not a goddamn monopoly right now? That's, I don't know, it's a different conversation. It is a whole different conversation. But we really notice it with the, um, you know, like, like the smaller fees or whatever versus like anything Live Nation is. Or Ticketmaster. Yeah, they're the same thing. So it's like. It's huge. So another episode, this has nothing to do with Lamb of God. But another episode, I um, we mentioned um, how if you search for tickets, I think this is when we saw Three Days Grace. But if you search for tickets, um, like through Ticketmaster or whatever, and you don't go through the venue, the first thing that comes up is verified resale. Um, and we talked about that we think that Ticketmaster does that because they double dip then on the fees and to get the fee for selling it and the fee for yeah. the resale yeah. i mean i don't know we maybe we maybe sometime we do a, a whole episode on on this bullshit of like, fees and stuff yeah maybe I don't we know. need to like research it more because i know a lot of people have put the time or oh, like, yeah. uh, reporters and stuff have put the time in to research all this i know there's been lawsuits against um the at least Ticketmaster. i believe it's Ticketmaster. Yeah, that there was a lawsuit a few years ago, at least, and about fees, I think, in particular, and like they weren't upfront about the fees or something, something like that. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> it was a bunch of fucking bullshit. Where it was like, if you bought a Ticketmaster ticket between the years of 2005 when we saw our first show and 2014, then you will qualify for free money back. Yeah, but it's not free money back; it's free tickets to shows. But it was like a select like three shows. <laughs> it was like a hundred shows. The shitty thing is we bought like we qualified for that because we saw shows in that time range in Iowa. Yeah. Only in Iowa. Not a single fucking show they had listed as like a free show was in Iowa. Right. I remember you saying that is like at the time when this all happened, we did live here in Chicago. We didn't utilize it because there was nothing the four shows they had yeah. were sold out by the time yeah. we looked. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are we supposed yeah. to do? And at the time, we didn't have money to travel to. And we didn't have a car. So we couldn't, like, drive to a different city. Um, I mean, granted, we could have rented a car. But we really didn't have the fun, the extra funds to travel like we do now um, to go to a different city to see it anyways. But, yeah, I remember you bringing up that, like, you searched and there was zero shows in Iowa. And it was like, if we lived in Iowa and qualified for this, what were we going to do? Like, Use our free ticket to then travel to a different state. Like, Use the free money we got, but spend $1,000 on a vacation right. to go to a free show. Like, it's not a free show anymore. Right. Like, it's Well, and also it's not free because once you get there, you're going to spend all the money, like what we just talked about. And that venue you're seeing them at is a Live Nation venue or a Ticketmaster venue. Yeah. Like, it's fucking... Re- Anyways, all all this yeah. to say, we should take time though someday and yeah, dig into this. I mean, it's gonna take a lot of research, but yeah, I mean, all this to say, I kind of went into this particular venue with a sour taste. Anyway, I knew the show, the bands were gonna be awesome. This venue, in and of itself, I kind of dread going to. Oh, see, it's, I didn't have the same feeling. I just want to say that. I'll, I mean, I I didn't want it to be so hot. As it was with Foggy Molly. Yeah. But I didn't go into it like 
disappointed that we were there. I mean, once you get on the floor, it's a massive floor that you're on. And the stage is elevated pretty fucking yeah, high. Yeah, I do like that because I can see the entire show. Everybody can see the show. Yeah. And that's where it was really weird when you brought up that when they tore down one set, they opened up like the shutter on the side. It was almost like a window, but maybe it was like a door or like I a think hole it in the, the wall. I, went, I think it was a door that went to the loading dock. See, I don't know if it even went to the loading dock. To me, like I don't know from the outside. In my head, when I saw that, I was like, it's just a hole in the side of the building that opens down to the sidewalk and they have the sidewalk blocked off. Well, when you walk up, oh, so even how we walked, there's like the alleyway and there's like the people sitting in that, like a security person sitting in the alley. I'm pretty sure that that's the area that that door goes to. Right. So it might be down to the alley instead of like on a, so yeah. to a sidewalk. Yeah. Um, it, it was just kind of funny the when I saw that in my head, it was like, oh, they have to shut down the sidewalk to unload this equipment. Oh. Um, so in my head that made me laugh. But they had this kick ass machine. <laughs> they did. This like forklift that like yeah. they roll up and load shit on. But it's like they know I mean that's how they get things onto the stage because it is so elevated. Yeah. That it's like it's it just comes equipped with it. And I notice that the crowd is really far away from the stage. It's very fucking far away. Yeah. And I assume that's be- so you can get that forklift thing in yeah. there. Yeah. Like you're not close. Like normally when you go to a set, you're you're not right on the stage by any means. Yeah. You have maybe three body lengths or three bodies. Not lengths, but just like three people standing. Standing back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Between like the gate and the stage. Yeah. That way yeah. the... The security people can stand on the gate, watch the crowd, catch people as they're crowd surfing, and let them run then behind with some room. And as well as having more employees or security run back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That's simply how it is. This, we weren't on the rail by any means, but it was... But you could still see it. You could. I mean, I think I counted heads and we were like 12 back. Yeah, we were pretty close. Um, For Lamb of God, we were like 12 or 15 back. Um, I mean, we got jostled around a lot, so... You know, we might have started at 12 back and then we moved around, but. So I I did notice that too. Um, So that's cool. The mural on the top of the roof or like on the ceiling is phenomenal. It's like a, like looking at space. You see like, I'm going to say nebulas or galaxies. It seems like just cloudy masses. Like it's, it's a beautiful mural of, the night sky basically yeah uh which is awesome to see then you have the pillars that go up into that vip balcony area like just the i don't want to say architecture like the facade the facade of it all it kind of gives it this i think like venetian or italian like old 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 italian landscape like if i go what i would i've never been to italy but if I went to an old town in Italy, this is what I would expect to see. So the venue is beautiful as hell. Like it's so fucking amazing. And it's, to me, it's one or two things need to change for this venue to be a shitty venue to being one of the best venues we've ever been to. And I think it's that coat check. It's the, it's the pat downs getting in, like getting the getting in process needs to be better. So it's like the getting in and leaving need to be a lot better. The heat needs to be a lot better. And I think that all stems around 
Live Nation just trying to monetize every ounce and every penny out of you. Because even when you walk in, you're standing at that merch behind you. I don't know if you noticed it this time. I've noticed it before, but I noticed it this time also. There's an upgrade package booth where you could then change to a VIP package. Yeah. And then there's like a, I think it's the bank has like sign up for a bank account. Free checking. Oh, I didn't see the banks. I I saw that they had like two ATMs there. Oh, then they're the byline banks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I didn't see the. I just remembered like the VIP booth here and then another booth here. And I feel like this booth was. Wait, so it's a booth? And did they have like bank employees working? They had people in like polo shirts, I believe. Interesting. In like light blue polo shirts. I think we have another concert at Argon later this year. And I'm going to look for that. I, I think they're trying to get you to sign up for free checking accounts is what it is. No, I'm going to look for that. No minimums. Just here's a 50. Here you Your first checkbook's free because everybody uses checkbooks. Have we even written a check in like fucking five years? Yeah. When we paid the car. I wrote a check. Okay. Oh, no. No, I didn't. I did it over the phone. I didn't even write a check for that. I don't know if I can do it anymore. <laughs> It's been a long time. Dad. Your first check was written to dad. Yes, it was. You have to put the actual <laughs> name of the person and not just dad. <laughs> Anywho, all of this to say, I don't like this venue. I, like I said, it's one, two minor, minor changes. Maybe major if you take it away from Live Nation. Maybe that's a major thing. Or a minor. Like, just tell Live Nation you can't sell tickets and own a venue at the same time. I don't fucking know. Once you do that, this venue becomes a shit venue, in my opinion, to a fucking amazing venue. I don't know what you think. I mean, I've only been there twice. It's really fucking hot. I don't like that. Getting in was okay. I mean... It's better than some, not as good as others. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't go to the bars, so I don't, I didn't know about the whole, I mean, you told me about the whole $5 shot thing, but honestly, if I went and bought a water and they told me, do you want a shot with this? Do you want a shot with this? (laughs) I I do remember during Flogging Molly's, I got ID to buy water. Did you really? She tried to ID me when I walked up and I was like, why i'm buying water <laughs> like that kind of, and it i have this thing about i don't drink that much so i have this thing about going places and they automatically id you yeah like i'm buying fucking water i don't need to be id'd yeah i don't know, it's just a frustration thing i have i mean that makes sense i i i think i don't know for sure i would assume that's more of a reaction like muscle memory of they're buying so. something from me they don't have a wristband i need yeah. an id i think that was the thing is like i didn't have whatever color wristband and so they automatically were like i need to see your yeah. id and i was just like why but then once you question it she's like oh shit you're right Never yeah mind. yeah 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 i could see on her face that she was like well i did say it a little loud and the music cut off this is during volume molly's <laughs> i said it pretty loud like why like why? Like, what's the point? I don't even know what I said, but like, and the music stopped at that moment. So it was like I was screaming. <laughs> Perfect timing for a Karen to bitch about. Exactly. 
But, yeah. Whatever. Fuck all the Karens who act like Karens. All right. I mean, My name is Marie when I go to concerts. Is it now? I don't know. It should be. I should just not introduce myself. Anywho, all that to say, the venue was a mixed bag in and of itself. But we're we're not going to this for the venue. Yeah, exactly. We're going for the music. Exactly. And this particular tour, like I said, is the Omens tour. This was another one of those weird ass tours. I kind of like it. I kind of don't like it. Why is it weird? I'll get to that. Okay. It's the same thing that we had the night before with uh, Ghost, where you list and show eight bands. It, there's not eight bands. This Omens might have eight bands, but there's a cross, there's an asterisk, there's a star, there's an ampersand next to each band's name. And then you have to go and look at your particular show date and see what symbol you have behind it. And then find out what bands are going to be there with that particular symbol. So I don't like it because it's not, it, it requires some work on my part to look at a, like a, a poster and then decipher what bands I get to see versus look at a poster and be like, holy shit, I get to see all of these bands. And like I said, the night before with, um, ghost we wanted to see mastodon and mastodon wasn't there because they had the little star next to their name and they weren't at that last show right yeah i don't remember the poster having this i remember the poster saying these 20 shows are i I don't know how many shows but like these 20 shows have this person and then it was a separate column that said these 20 shows have these people I don't remember the asterisks and stars and everything. So I thought it was very easy to know who was going to be at our show. But that's what I'm saying is even that, that that's simple, right? But at the same time, it's, we spoke a lot going up to this show and we've spoken a lot about shows we're going to see later this year. And some of the shows we've seen prior to the show where it's, what band are we going to see again? Are we going to see them here? Are we going to see them here? Spirit Box is on this Omens tour. And we talked about when are we going to see Spirit Box? We saw them the night before with Ghost. But they're going to be with Lamb of God also. Okay. So it's one of those things like... When we walked in, did you know you were going to see Suicide Silence that yes. night? Yeah, I knew. I didn't. Idea. I had oh. no idea I was going to see Baroness. Like, I was thinking Baroness was on when we came in but unfortunately suicide silence was on so we missed a couple songs of that yeah but we'll get to that when we so that, that's i guess that's what i'm going with like we got to see suicide silence baroness kill switch engage lamb of god four amazing bands four amazing acts that night i just i didn't know what to expect when i walked in okay. i had no idea who was there other than lamb of god which was plenty for me to get in but for me personally it was a little frustrating well kill switch is with them the whole time are they so that's pretty obvious okay um maybe i just looked at it more maybe it was more readable to me but i did not have those same feelings walking in yeah i don't know maybe it was just like the websites but like this particular article i saw shows i'm a god kill switch engage baroness suicide silence for these tour dates then i'm a god Kill switch engage motion motion with motionless, motionless. in white yeah. 
fit for an autopsy. Yep. Yep. Then you also have Lamb of God, Kill Switch, Spill, Spirit Box, fit for autopsy. Lamb of God, Spirit Box, Animals, fit for autopsy. So it's just like. But they have them laid out very well. They it's do. It's not like, oh, you have to find your star or your cross or whatever. Like, it's. I, I, it's like these 10 dates, these, or whatever it is, these dates, these dates, yeah. these dates, these, these dates. And I don't know, like if, if we were like, we saw spirit box, right? We'd love spirit box. We want to see them again. Now we have a subset of this tour to see with Lamb of God that now we have to like, are we going to the West coast? Are we going to travel to the West coast? Like it's, it, to me, it's just harder to plan logistically to try, try to fit in the best show I want to see. Okay. And maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe it's like fuck it. If I don't get to see Spirit Box on this particular tour, accept it. I'll see them later. Well, I had that with, um, I mean, granted, Static X is now next year, but when Static X was going to be um, there this year, I'm just using this as an example. Up until like March 30th, um, Raven Black was going to be with Static X, but then any date after that date was other performers. I don't remember the yeah. exact date. And I was very disappointed because I like Raven Black, and I was like, oh, man, if we could see them before that date, like, go travel somewhere, but it was all, like, East Coast or whatever, and, like, we wouldn't be able to travel to go see them do the other things that we're doing um, or that we were doing this year. Um, and now next year they're not with them, so – but uh, – yeah, I was, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I was disappointed that I didn't get to see that person or that band with the band. But I guess it's not that big of a deal to me. I don't know. And I guess maybe it shouldn't be for me either, right? Like, I don't necessarily, it's going to sound bad, but I don't necessarily care about the openers when I buy a ticket. Like, I'm unless I'm going to a particular show to see the opener. Yeah. Like you said, Raven Black. They're probably not at the headlining stage just yet, right? Where they're not going to go on a <laughs> nationwide tour and do their own headliner. But if they come around and they're an opener, we'll go see them and we'll stick around for the headliner too, right? At least for part of it. Yeah, same, same thing for Avatar. Like, when Avatar comes through, we're going to see every show that they do, even if they're not. Like, I got you to go to your first Trivium show because Avatar was an opener. Yeah, and I didn't know that. And I was like, why the fuck are you giving me Trivium tickets? Right. Like, not that, I mean, at the time, maybe I didn't, I probably didn't even listen to Trivium. But I was just like, okay, thanks, like. Why is this important to me? Because it was yeah. like it was a gift, like I gave it you. It was, yeah, and it was like a like, surprise. Surprise! Yeah. You get Trivium tickets. Yeah. Like, why do I give a shit about this? Yeah, like, and granted, looking back a few years, like at that time, we weren't going to concerts every week, or you know, like as much as we are now. So I think I was just kind of like, I, I remember walking down. We're downtown Chicago, and or, uh, we're in Chicago, but we're downtown and. Because of how the blues. Yeah. And you like handed them to me. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> um, but then you told me Avatar is going to be there. So. so, I mean, Lamb of God, we're going to see Lamb of God. And not that we don't care about the openers. We do. You find out a lot about a lot of new music from openers. 
but we're here to see Lamb of God and, and hopefully to find out about new music that we care about. And hopefully you as the opener are that music we care about. So let's get into that because Suicide Silence, you like, you've liked before this, right? I've only heard a few songs on playlists. Um, but I've heard really, really good things on by like other people commenting and stuff from on Instagram or on social media. I'll just say social media. Um, so I was excited to see them. But like the night before with Spirit Box, like I didn't go and seek out um, their music, their music before because I knew we were going to see them. So I was like, I kind of want to go in, not knowing. Um, granted, when we got there, they were already on the stage. I was hoping it was Baroness on the stage so I could see all of Suicide Silence, but we saw the majority of it. And so we did this with Upheaval, right? We missed the opening act sort of on purpose. The second day of Upheaval. Yeah, Yeah. where we're like, there's no way we're getting, once again, it's (laughs) show starts or doors open, band starts at the exact same time. Like we talked about that with Upheaval, how we hate that, that bullshit. We didn't show up because we didn't want to. Once again, it was that whole constantly jostling around and getting back from Green Bay, getting home, settled in, and then getting back from home up to this particular venue. Like it it just logistically did not work out for us and what we did that day. Right, right. Like we weren't that late, but yeah, by the time we got home, got around, I mean, we didn't do anything we didn't like sit down or anything it was more putting shit away and getting up there um we had i think you had like a cup of coffee we fed her cat yeah i had a cup of coffee i think i had a beer and then like all right let's head up yeah but it's not like we like sat on the couch and watched a tv show for an hour oh no 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 it was pretty much go 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 yeah until we got back up there so but at the same time that that was baked into the original venue. Yeah. Like we would have had plenty of time at the original venue to fuck it, do all of that and be on the rail if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had planned that in and adjusted our schedule to support that. So unfortunately because of this, and and we never got an answer as to, and we never really looked that hard either. To figure out why, why it was changed. Why it was changed. Yeah. At first, I thought maybe it was because of the weather, because it was 60s. Um, it did end up raining right as the show got over, so maybe that was part of it. Um, I don't know, but they've held two other concerts since then at Northern Lee Island. One is going on as we speak. Right, and it's much colder tonight. And it's much colder. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't think the weather had anything to do I don't do think with so it. either. At first, that's what I thought. With the weather. But. I would say it's, so we also live pretty close to like a Catholic church uh, school. I'd say it'd be, so maybe the they fir- complained about According it. According to the plaque, it's the first Catholic church in Chicago. Is it really? Or the oldest or something. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if that's true or not, but. So I, I, <laughs> I titled this podcast, Lamb of God, Amen. We were walking home and I had a, a Lamb of God shirt on from a previous from the Megadeth yeah. show I think yeah. and this we, was not the night of the concert no this, this was, was like just a, week a random before. yeah just a random night we were walking <laughs> and 
walking home, walk past this church, and I think like an old man walks out yeah. of the building. I, I can't remember if he walked out of the building. No, so he went and tried the. So he was walking like towards us, and we we're walking home, and um, he went and like tried the door. Oh, did he? But it wasn't the door to the church. I think it's the door to the school. Oh. I'm not. I, I don't know how the building works, but he tried the door. And then I think he was going to walk around to the other side or whatever. So part of me is like, this is like the father of the church or something, like the pastor. I don't know if they call him father. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how Catholicism, Catholicism works with that regards. Yeah. Like there's bishops and popes and bullshit have, like that. Just to say, like, he didn't have like the Catholic. No, he didn't have on. his collar. He had a Grateful Dead shirt on. Did he really? He did. I saw that and it's like, this guy's cool. He's, he's oh, I didn't notice day. that. I did not notice that. But he looks at he looks at us walking, looks at me, sees my shirt, looks at it, Lamb of God, Amen, and just walks right by us. <laughs> and I just kind of smile, and you break up laughing I started, instantly. I laughed out loud. Like, I could not hold it in. It was so funny. Like, just how all the events happen, I just, I had to laugh. Like, I don't think this is the Lamb of God you think we're, what what you're thinking of, sir, but thank you so much for praising my shirt. You get so many compliments on any shirt you wear. <laughs> Regardless, yes. You're probably going to have comments in the, like, oh my God, behemoth. Uh, so from now on, it's Lamb of God, amen, <laughs> is how I think we should refer to Lamb of God, amen. Just say amen after every time. Lamb of God. Amen. Uh. And that's funny because earlier this year, too, they had, like, the whole meme. Like, they did, like, the Easter egg hunt for, like, yeah. Lamb of God or something, yeah. right? Amen. So. That was for some church or something. Again, like, somebody yeah. just like, oh, this is cool. We'll get the, like, fuck. Anywho, uh, that's a sidetrack. Okay. Anyway, Suicide Silence. We're an hour into this, and we haven't even talked about the concert. That's because the venue sucks so much. <laughs> Anywho, let's get into the concert, then. No, it's fine. Suicide Silence. Um, you thought it was Baroness. Like I was we stopped hoping. and looked at merch. Yeah, so I didn't again, I don't know Baroness music and um I was hoping when we walked in the doors and heard music going that it was Baroness. <laughs> I would prefer to have Baroness first, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean we get up there, it's we go through merch, we get our shirts. Um we then go up and band still playing. Band was playing when we walked in the door, got our pat down, got our merch head up. And yeah, it wasn't Baroness. It was Suicide Silence. I know you were super excited to see them. Mm-hmm. I think one thing you wanted to see was the Wall of Death because I think you knew they did that. No, I didn't know that they did that. Oh, you didn't know? No, that? no, no. I All right. I thought you... I thought you knew because I thought you had told me before there was one band that always does like a wall of death. No, a lot of bands. I mean, a lot of bands do it. They do, yeah. But um, no, I mean, if if I made that comment to you, then well, I don't know I if don't it was know. this band or a different band. Yeah, right? I don't remember making that comment. I just remember them getting up there and saying like, "Hey, so we asked Lamb of God if it was cool if we did this," and they're like, "Fuck yeah, go ahead and do it," and they did the wall of death. And two things for me for that was when he's like, we asked Lamb of God if it was cool to do this. My very first GA show was Lamb of God opening for Slipknot. And they did a wall of death. And in my head, it was like, 
of course they're gonna be cool with this. They fucking do this or have done this. Like it's cool. You're you're cool. The other thing, there was a young woman near us when they announced that who like was oh my god what the fuck's about to happen and she was like verbal i can't remember exactly what she said but it was like holy fuck no uh uh-uh, no fuck no and that's exactly what went in my head when lamb of god <laughs> did it and I, it just made me smile because it's like i've been there i know what you're going through you're gonna be perfectly fine you're gonna get through this nothing's gonna happen to you it's gonna be awesome and maybe this show is going to have such a lasting impact on her that that first show had on me as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that just made me smile so much to see, like, to see her experience. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. The part uh, that... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, yeah. The part that I really liked about that is the singer um, said, um, oh, everybody get your, get your phones out. Oh. Like, shoot this. Uh, this is... Um, you know, video, or record this and send it to your grandma so she knew what, so she knows what you're doing over the weekend. And I loved it because, I mean, I know my grandma. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was that like split the fucking four in half. Don't do shit until I say fucking destroy this place. And if you don't want to be part of this, that's cool. Fucking record it right now. Yeah. yeah. Because your family wants to know what you're up to, so show them what you're up to. So I mean, that was awesome. The sound of the the sound was fine for me at that point. Yeah, it's okay. The suicide silence, I felt like, sounded okay. Yeah, the same. Um, which kind of goes back into the venue aspect, right? So, I mean, the sound was great. The stage performance, the stage setup was fine. I enjoyed it. Their vibe on the stage was awesome. Their music was awesome. Everything about yeah. this performance was that we saw was super enjoyable. I I will definitely see them again. Yeah, I wish we I wish they played longer than 30 minutes. I'm sure they only got 30 minutes, but I really wish they would have had a longer set. And we only heard like two to three songs, right? Yeah. Yeah, cuz we got there late and didn't get upstairs in time. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew from the the crowd at that during that set, I knew it was going to be a great night. Yeah, that's a good point. Like the crowd in and of itself was we haven't had a crowd like that in a while. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard to explain, right? Like, Ghost, the, the night before, more dancey, more enjoyable. I think the night before that was, or the show before that was Corn. Corn, yeah. And then... And Three Days Grace. Three Days Grace. Yeah. Both of those, super chill, like, not super moshy, not super aggressive. Yeah. And aggressive in a non-bad way, right? It's just... Right, right. Um... The last time I can think of is maybe Slipknot at Knotfest in Grand Rapids. Yeah, you mentioned Knotfest in Grand Rapids, which there were a few pits and stuff, but I don't feel like the crowd had the energy that was of this night at Grand Rapids, but Slipknot when we saw them in Denver of 2019. Okay. August of 2019. I feel like that that crowd had the same energy that this crowd had and yeah that's that's a good point right it's the energy of the crowd yeah and i i said aggressiveness and that might be a bad adjective but yeah because people think aggressive is like 
I'm going to punch punches. you in your fucking yeah. face. Like, yeah. no, it's not that. It's And we'll get into this. It's not fucking I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. It is. We're just going to. And even if you're not moshing around, you're still moving. Like, the, yeah. like the crowd is jostling. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. Um, I think that's a very good point you brought up. Like, the crowd was different. It was, I don't want to say livelier. It was just different. And I don't want to say more enjoyable because the other crowds are just as enjoyable, right? It's just, I guess, different. But yeah. I I miss that feeling. Yeah. And for me personally, like, I've been having this whole month of, or the whole month of September, like, work was just really stressful. So to be in that at- atmosphere of the awesome music and then the awesome crowd, like, it just helps take away some of that, like, stress of just everyday life. So I think that makes a big difference too. So you, you, you said that was, um, you noticed that right away with suicide silence. Yeah. Did that continue for Baroness for you? Absolutely not. No, no. So what do you think of Baroness then? So before we get to Baroness, um, between suicide silence and Baroness, I was like, Oh, their roadie crew is pretty awesome like they have a female uh, oh roadie. yes they have a roadie with a headband on like a sweatband like workout sweatband and baroness, baroness baroness's road crew yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 so i was like their road crew crew is awesome like they're roadies i don't know if you noticed them or not i i did notice them okay. i so I didn't necessarily see them as roadies. I saw them as I saw the the woman come out. I saw the guy in the headband come out, and I was like, "Is this just a two piece band?" Because they were the only two out, and they kept fidgeting with stuff, trying to get things to work, and it wasn't quite working. And so I thought they were. I I thought it was a two piece band, honestly. And then they went off stage. And then I was like, well, maybe they're just roadies getting like the sound check thing at that point. But at first, n- no, I was like, all right, they're the roadies have already been out setting stuff up. They are the band, but there's mm-hmm. only two of them. That's what was my That's thought. what I thought. So I think we had the same idea about the same concept anyways. I think about so. About the, um, the, the people who are on the stage between Suicide Silence and uh, Baroness. Yeah. But then when Baroness comes out and there's a guy in like 70s t-shirt, maybe the rolled up sleeve and like not bell bottoms because people really don't have bell bottoms anymore, but like tucked in white t-shirt. You didn't see that? The basis? Uh, no, I did. I, oh, okay. I saw that as like a, I'll have to go look back and look at my photos, but I thought that was like a baseball tee where it was like the three quarter sleeve. Oh, I thought he had, like, a short white tee. Maybe. I can't remember. But uh, anyway. But anyways, uh, like, uh, what's that? Um, Days and Confused type yeah, look. Yeah. Like, you know, like, with the blue jeans and, like, rolled up white tee. Um, so, that, and I don't remember the singer that much. Oh, um, no? But then the drummer had the, was the guy that had the, with the um, yep. workout white band on. And then the female was... Um, the guitars. One of the guitars, was, yep. Yeah. Oh, the singer was like the older guy with like the gray beard, right? Yes. A long yes. gray beard, bald head. Yes. 
Yeah, just the the look and the vibe was just crazy. I don't know. I don't even know how to like explain it. But not what I not what I thought for the lineup for the night. Really? No. Okay. I mean, after Suicide Silence, then knowing Kill Switch and Gage is coming on, I'm like, I mean, we've seen concerts where like the openers don't go with the band. Interesting. Okay. Um, they tried to jam hard. They really did. Interesting. So, what are your thoughts? I just went on for it with my thoughts. What's your thoughts? I fucking loved Baroness. They. Good for you. You can have that opinion. They fucking killed it. I love them. How do they so fucking much. kill it? Explain. The I love the music. I don't care as much about lyrics as you do, right? I care more about the music behind it. And when we I don't know. I I enjoy the instrumental aspect of the music a lot more okay. than the like to me that's up here. Okay. The vocals are down here. You can have shitty vocals, shitty lyrics. I don't give a shit. If your instruments and you can play your instruments are there, it's good. Good for you. That's awesome. Okay. I feel like they had that. Also, I felt like they did bring it hard. Like the deep, growl, like growly aspect of the lead singer. And then it transitioned from him singing on the guitar to her singing. And she had the deep growl also. I'm not saying that that's not... That I didn't hear that either. Just not what I expected. Having suicide silence and then kill switching game. Which is weird because even they, I think both, like every fucking band said this. Like, suicide silence, Baroness, kill switch engage. I think they all were like, you, 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 you do that typical. Think, like, give it up for the X who opened. Give it up for Y who yeah. opened. Give it up for the headliners. And everybody, like, cheered, like, the loudest for them. So you do that, like, I want to say bullshit, but it's like, it's... Hello, Chicago? Is that where we're at tonight? And then the crowd cheers. Like, it's a free applause at that point, right? It's the same thing when you do, like, give yeah. it up. So... They all did that, but they all also said, thank you, Lama God, for putting together such an eclectic, like such an odd grouping of music. And listening to Baroness is like, this is not odd. This fits perfectly with Lama God. This fits perfect. Like all of their music was that hard, hard music, I felt like. But were we at the same Baroness concert? I think we were. Okay. I think we were. I just enjoyed it a little better. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. So you asked if I thought the crowd that how we went into this is you asked if I thought the crowd would had the same energy for Suicide Silence as they did for Kill Switch Engage and Lamb of God. Because I knew you would I knew you didn't like Baroness. I knew okay. you didn't. So okay. I wanted to I wanted to get your okay. sense. So one I did not see a single pit during Baroness. That's fine. You don't have to have a pit to have like a good time. Two, I had 2017 open air vibes right now. Let me go into it. 2017, the lineup went Lamb of God. Well, I don't know all the bands, but we had Lamb of God, 
Stone Sour. I know where you're going. Yep, yep. Slayer. And then Ozzy. I like Stone Sour a lot. I like Corey Taylor. I like Corey Taylor's lyrics. I like Corey Taylor singing. But to go from a crowd of Lamb of God to Stone Sour was like, we're having a fucking awesome good time to, oh my gosh, we're at a gospel concert and we're just going to stand here. Oh no, it's not a gospel concert. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Stone Sour is a gospel concert. I'm saying that the crowd vibe was zero. So for Baroness, from Suicide Silence to Baroness to Kill Switch, Baroness was a zero. You asked the question. No, I did. I did. I did. I fine from a crowd perspective, from a musical perspective, I thought Baroness was awesome. I was bored. You you don't like good things. I understand that. I had to drag you along to like metal to begin with. So someday you'll learn to like good things. Anywho, Anyways. Anywho. I like their music. They definitely... I like their music. I did not like the vibe for the night. It definitely, even at that night, gave me more of like a prog, rocky sort of yes. vibe to it. Yes. More like a, a lighter mastodon to some extent. Okay. Um, so... I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought the songs were heavy. I thought the deep growls going back and forth between the the male and the female vocal like it was a good compilation for a song. I thought the next day I listened to more Baroness, like an actual a few of their albums straight through. And it definitely wasn't as heavy as I remember. And that goes back into um, what we've talked about in the past, right? Where can a band be heavier live than on the album? I think Wage War is fucking heavy and hard as fuck live. On an album? Eh. Kind of boring, in my opinion. Okay. But, and I think the exact same thing happened here. The energy... Baroness brought to the stage to me was phenomenal. And I did not think it was vastly different than the other types of music we were going to hear. Like Kill Switch Engage coming up next, they have slow melodic songs as well. But they uh, didn't play those. The end, the end of Heartache to me is that way. Yeah. Right? And that's like their biggest fucking song. So it's... I, I don't know. I I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought they were great. Um, I kind of got the vibe when they were playing. It's like, this is something you're not going to like, that Karen's not going to like. I would like them if it wasn't at, if it wasn't in the lineup that it was. I immediately, when, after like their second song, I was like, this has open air vibes. Yeah, and like I said, to me, it didn't give that those vibes. So when they were like, thanks for putting such a weird, eclective, eclectic, like whatever that word is, um, you know, bill together. Thank you, Lamb of God, for doing that. I didn't get that. But then it's the same thing for me for Spirit Box. Spirit Box Live, when we saw them the night before, was super hard and heavy in my mind. Like she could 
like her vocals from going from that sweet melodic, like, you, you know, I, I don't want to say maternal, but like that, like warm, like embracing sort of vocals to that deep growl, like her switching on and off like that. So, so quick and easily was phenomenal live. We listened to him on the way from Green Bay to this show. We listened to Spirit Box a lot on the way home. I did not get the same vibe. To me, once again, that was your live performance is hard as fuck. Your albums are kind of like, eh. Not, not, they're not, not enjoyable. I enjoy them a lot. But it's not like, like you said, your walk home music is Lamb of God. You're pissed off. You want to release some rage and anger. You're going to listen to heavy, hard, angry music. That's Lamb of God. That's not Baroness. That's not spirit box. So I, I don't know. Maybe it is a difference between live for me anyway. Maybe it's a difference between live versus recorded. Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. I just, I don't know. I just felt a very big vibe change between the two bands. So. And that's fair. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I don't remember when you mentioned open air 2017 vibes. There was a, group of a couple of guys behind us at one point in the night talking about open air 2019. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. That sucked. It made me smile of like, ah, oh, we were at that show. We should do a show of the progression of oh, the we three will. open airs because it, it, yeah, I, I it's think a good so. conversation like, because open air kind of became our gold standard for, mm-hmm. for festivals, for festivals. For but tears. then it quickly dropped <laughs> yeah. hard. Um, but that to me anyway, going back to the, this particular performance, that was Baroness. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of them. I like them a lot. Like I said, I listen to their music. Definitely not as hard. It's definitely to me. It's if I put this on while we're cooking or just eating dinner or something, it would be something you would enjoy at that point. I think possibly not during this type of show. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Right now I I kind of have no desire to like put on their music, but maybe I just need to listen to it more. If they come back to Chicago, I'm going to see them even if you don't come. Like I'll go with you. I I'll, I'll go with you and stand in the back. That's fine. My arms. I'll go get on the rail like No, you won't. I won't. You're right. <laughs> I'll stand in the back too. But anyways. I like them a lot. I, I do. This to That's me good. it's it's okay to have different opinions. No, I know it is. To me, Baroness right now is one of my top new bands. Really? I I love them so much. They're so good to my mind. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it is. We're able to have different opinions. We are. So and you brought it I think I made my good point and I think you made your point, so I'll keep making my point until you see the same line I do. Like, these, this this group is awesome. I, anywho, let's okay. get to the the next awesome band, which was Killswitch Engage. And we'd seen them before. We have seen them before. Yes, so we saw them four, three times. Three times before this, yes. Yeah. So we saw them twice with Disturbed. With an older singer. Yes. Their singer before this singer. Yeah, and they're singing with, or he's singing with... Um, Light the Torch. Light the Torch, yep, yep. 
and that kind of clicked with us when we saw light the torch earlier this year. It was kind of a interesting thing that where it just clicked. But um, so we saw them there, and then they were at one of the open airs. 2017, I think. 2017. Let me yeah. look. I have it pulled up here. They were like the headliner of the second stage on Saturday night. Uh, Sunday, day three, 2016. Yeah, I knew it was in 2017. They were the headliner of the open of the second stage. Yeah. Yeah, so we've seen them three times. Um, I don't really remember. Try to think back, like. Disturbed, I remember them performing, but I don't really remember seeing them. Or, you know, like, I don't remember anything remarkable about seeing them back in. I mean, that was 2009. You don't remember anything from the 2009 tour? Nothing memorable. I remember them being there, but... I remember... I remember the Waterloo show and the... and the Iowa show, the Des Moines show. They're both Iowa. Yeah. Um, Waterloo was hot as fuck. I remember that as well. And. Well, Waterloo was in like, at like the county fairgrounds. Yes. <laughs> and there were a lot of women on shoulders flashing. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Uh, and the lead singer at the time, Hayward Jones, who is in Light the Torch. I remember like. Because the the lights come on, the curtains drop for the band to get set up, and and you know what I mean, like it goes from dark to light and so on. The women were still up, flashing, and he stuck his head out right in front of us out of the curtains to like watch. I remember that. I then remember going to Valair where they played with Disturbed, and. Adam, I think, was the guy's name. The guitarist? Yeah. Yeah. Or was he the guitarist then? I think so. Okay. Had a broken fucking leg. And s- Yes. And sat down playing the entire time. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember that because it was like, I just saw you like four fucking nights ago. No, it was. Like, so it ended up being longer than that. It was like almost a month. Was it really? Or more than a month. Yeah. I thought it was like the same weekend too. But it was like, how the fuck did you break your leg this close? And yeah, he was just sitting there in like a leg cast, like just sitting there playing. And he came out here. And did you notice he had a knee brace on, on that same leg he broke? I did not notice that. You didn't? No. You seem so excited to tell me they had a knee brace on. It made me smile. Maybe you should wear a knee brace. Maybe I should. But... To me, though, that knee brace goes back to that Waterloo show. Sometime between Waterloo and Des Moines, he broke his knee. And he fucked it up so bad that he has to wear a knee brace. for. His... So we saw the progression of this guy, like, <laughs> fall apart. Which is horrible, but kind of awesome. That, like, I know why he's wearing a knee brace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I remember about those shows. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. I just love that. The I did not like his little banter, though, with the crowd of like, pizza, pizza. pizza. So I don't know anything about his background or anything. 
but to me, he had a body of somebody who had been larger at one point and then is now in a smaller body, um, just from the skin look or whatever. I could be completely wrong with that. So that's what I thought of when he brought up the whole pizza thing. I, I don't know. I think he's just a fun-loving guy who likes to have... Clearly, he broke his leg probably jumping around doing <laughs> shit and enjoys himself some good food. And Chicago's known for pizza, even though it's shitty deep-dish bullshit pizza. I mean, there was a guy in the pit that had a pizza costume on. He did. I didn't put that together. Yeah. So I Maybe don't it's if, really a thing. Maybe it is. At every concert, they say pizza or something. Maybe. And you go to a town that's known for pizza that... All right. I'll buy that. I have to do some research into that. Um, and I'm kind of curious. All that to say, like, that, when they came on stage, that's what I remember the most. And that's the first thing my head went to was like, ah, you have knee brace on. <laughs> um, the singer they have now, I think, is the same, new, newish, but I think was the original singer at one point. I don't know the whole his, back history. Yeah, you mentioned that in 2016 when they saw them. Yes, yep, because Hayward Jones was the first one we saw, and then we saw it in 2016. It's like, you have a new singer. Yeah. He sounds different. I feel I feel like Hayward was the singer for, like, the end of Heartache. So when that song comes on, I, I hear his voice. His voice, yeah, yeah. So when a different singer sings it, I'm like, no, fuck off. This, you, you're not the same. And... Maybe we should do a whole episode on covers, but there's something about hearing somebody sing a song that you already know that either is a turn on or a turn off, right? Not like a sexual turn on, turn off, but like a I like, like you like it or you don't. Like yeah, it. exactly. A yeah. like dislike type thing. So I don't, I don't know, but it definitely. When we heard it, 2016, I wasn't. A big fan of it but they did obviously sing that song because it's one of their bigger songs um during this show and i i did enjoy it quite a bit yeah yeah so one thing during kill switch i didn't watch much of their show or their performance obviously i was listening um but i found we were right on the edge of a pit that opened up right beside us and i found that if i even took a second to look at the stage I had a big ass guy come straight for me. So I was like, I have to constantly be looking to the side, to the pit, not at the stage, because I don't want to get ran over or mauled down or whatever. Yeah. Which I, is super fun. I'm not like complaining about the pit opening up or anything. I'm just saying I didn't have very much time to watch the concert. I yeah, I agree with that. I find when we're near a pit. We I spend more time watching the pit than I do the band. But do you do it to watch people, to like watch the crowd, or do you do it as a, I need to make sure that I have my brace up for if somebody's coming at me? Both, I think. Okay. I, okay. I enjoy watching the crowd. Yeah, me too. The crowd, too. like once again, and this might go into a different show of seeing a band multiple times, right? Where... The crowd at one venue at one city or whatnot, right, is different 
every place you go. And it's kind of fun to see how the crowd acts and how the crowd, that living organism of the crowd is, is that night type thing. Also, there's a self-preservation type thing, right? Like, I don't want to get fucking trampled, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I didn't Um, know how it was for you being a larger, taller male, I would say, than me being shorter and. Honestly, I, I enjoy being by the pit. What I really miss that we haven't done in a long time or haven't experienced in a long time in my, like, that I can remember I miss crowd surfers. Yeah. I haven't been kicked in the fucking face for so long. I know. There's something about, like, it's not enjoyable by any means to just be, like, sitting there staring at the stage and all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, Like, Slipknot 2016 open air where they were coming so fast that they were just getting thrown into pits. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's not enjoyable, but at the same time, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You learn, like, I have to look behind me and just see, yeah. like, uh, yeah. every five minutes, just take a look. Not even five minutes, every 40 seconds. Like, Yeah, Slipknot was 40 seconds. It was like, so that's another one where I don't remember Slipknot playing um, open air. I mean, I remember them playing open air, but I don't remember them performing. But you remember the crowd. I remember the crowd because I know in front of us we had a pit on the side of us we had a pit and then we had the crowd surfers. Yep. So we had to constantly be like alert and like watching what was going on because otherwise yeah. So I mean I I get what you're saying about about the pit and not watching the band. I yeah. get that. I felt like I did the same thing. I watched more of the pit than I did the band. Yeah. The pit seemed weird to me. It was. How was it weird to you? So, it had, how am I going to explain this? It had, like, moments of lull, um, like, where, so, at one point in time, there was, I don't know, like, six or seven big guys, and then one um, woman. There was the one woman just, like, walk, yeah. um, And they were, like. You know, doing the normal like pit stuff, and then every once in a while, like a scrawny guy would go in there. There was the guy in the pizza outfit that went in there, um, and just all of that was happening. And then there would be a point in time where it was just like the woman and one guy like sprawling, kind of like going in circles. Um, there was the one guy that couldn't even hardly stand up; he kept getting pushed. Over. So to me, that that scrawny guy was the one who got, couldn't stand up. Yeah. There was one point in the night where a guy comes behind me and, like, bumps into me. It's like, sorry, man, uh, I didn't mean to bump into you, which, whatever. Like, it was in yeah. between bands. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. But then I thought he said something around the lines, uh, along the lines of, my friend's got, like, a steel hip or had, like, a hip replacement type thing. And to me, that was like, oh, okay, whatever. But he did go into the pit later, and I think he got knocked down. And in my head, it was like, oh, his leg joint got dislodged from his hip that's why he couldn't stand and he'd like pop it back in place oh is that what was going on that's what i told myself in my head so you don't know if that's what was going on no i don't but i would see that we're like and his two friends so we were talking earlier about like how was that earlier yeah yeah okay we're like if you're in a pit like people just come you get knocked down 14 fucking people show up so this guy if, if it's the same guy that you're talking about he had like two buddies with him 
and they were always right there to make sure that he was okay. Like, grabbing him, picking him back up. Even when another lady came, or another woman came into the pit, um, she got knocked down hard one time, and, like, oh, yeah. I could tell it hurt. But, like, they just came and, like, picked her back up. Unfortunately, there was one big guy, and oh, it took, like, six people to get him up. <laughs> Every time he fell, I was just like, oh, those poor people have to try to get him up. But, I mean, they were, like, that one guy, they were taking care of him all night, like, to make sure that he was fine. I mean, but that's how it is. It's like everybody just make sure that everybody's fine. Yeah. I mean, I thought the pit was a bit weird also. Normally it's that, like, we're going to jump into each other. Run. It's either we're going to jump in and bash heads, like, shoulders. Like, I'm going to yeah. smash my shoulder against your shoulder type thing. Or shoulder to chip, whatever, right? Yeah. Like we're yeah. smashing, or the pit goes a circle pit. Yeah, just a giant fu- like we're gonna run in a circle together. We're gonna run a mile in a circle, like a very isolated circle, and at some point, then we'll collide and start doing that thing. So those are the two types of pits I'm familiar with the most. This one had one guy would go in there, jump onto somebody, and then somebody's back would be to him. And he would just jump on it and get like a piggyback ride. Oh, right, right. I remember that. And a part of me was like, that's fucking weird. That's not how you do a pit. But another part of me was like, that's fucking amazing. How have I never thought about getting a free piggyback ride by just jumping on someone? Yeah, and at one point he jumped on like a bigger guy. And that guy just charged forward to the rail. And I'm like, that's awesome. Right. (laughs) Um, So that was unique and new. The same... scrawny guy who would always like lose his hip or like need help yeah. like who struggled from time to time i did see him and a few other people run in so there's a guy like in front of me and just like grab the back of their neck like grab them from the back and just like take them to the ground oh i didn't notice that i noticed that a couple times and to me that was like like wrestling kind the of? goal is not to put people on the ground right but then they'd all pick each other up and have a good time. Like, let's hug it out. Like, this is awesome. Um, the third thing I noticed, and I think this was like the bigger guy and the woman who got yeah. hit fucking hard. Yeah. Is he would just stand there with like his yeah. hands on his hips and like bend down like a bull. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking charge you. Come at me. Come on. Just give me the red curtain. I'm going to fucking charge your ass. Come on. Let's go. Let's just do this. And then boom. And he just fucking charged. I think the woman that you saw did the same thing. Like, just lined up straight with him. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I think she charged first. Hit him. This is a bigger man that a this little man. tiny woman yeah. ran into. Yeah. Did nothing. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to go. And he did it at full speed and knocked her on her fucking ass. And a part of me is like, Dude, come on. Like, yeah. you have to understand this tiny woman is not going to do shit to you. You're going to do a lot to her. But to her credit, she gets back up. Come at me again. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And that goes back to, like, the pit thing, right? I I don't know. It's We're a family. We're at this together. Yeah. We're not yeah. here to hurt each other. Yeah. We're all having a good time. Yeah. The one thing that I... I, I even told you at this concert is I'm going to buy like combat boots or something. Not combat boots. Those are probably the wrong words, but some harder sole or like harder top shoes. Cause I always just wear my Nike fabric tennis shoes and 
man, when those big guys come, they step on the, my little feet and it Broken hurts. foot. <laughs> I, Slipknot, and, and maybe that's why in Grand Rapids you said um, Slipknot was that way, but I just feel like the pit was a little bit, but the crowd wasn't like horrible. But I did have a big guy step on my foot in Grand Rapids and so, it hurt really bad. What else do you remember about Kill Switch? Anything in particular? That's all. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the. That's the one thing okay. else I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember him. So, I mean, that was during Lamb of God and Kill Switch. So I didn't know which part you wanted to talk about. So, Anyways. yeah, it was two things. Let's start with the, the Kill Switch. And what what did you notice about Kill Switch? The little kid? Yeah, the little kid. What did you notice about him? Oh, okay. So, um, it started with, like, well, I saw earlier um, during Suicide Silence, like, um, there's this um, little boy. I couldn't even guess an age. Um, probably probably like, no more than five. Yeah, I was going to say, like, four or five age. Um, obviously has the huge... Um, what are those called? Just like the noise canceling headphones, right? That we're wearing. It looks just like this, yeah, but, they're, but they're, they're like for construction workers. Yeah, like so, like or I, I always say like the race. Like I always feel like people at races have those. Oh, that too. Yeah. But anyways, like the um, headphones that um, cancel the noise or whatever. It's just like super tight, like super bulky. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of wearing earplugs, earplugs, you can wear those. I had a guy at work once buy those. Uh, and then put his headphones, like the oh. corded headphones under. Yeah. So he could work. And, and not hear anything. Yes. Yeah. But it's the same thing, right? The whole concept is we're going to block out all the outside yep. noise. Yeah. So, um, and so I saw him first, like on, like his, like either on his dad's shoulders or like his dad was holding him up. I'm saying his dad, the guy he was with, I'm assuming it was his dad. No, it was just some random guy who found him on the street and I brought him in. I could see you doing that. Just find I, a random child and. Take him to a concert. Before we go super deep into this, we've seen this several times. Yes, yeah, where and I love it. A young kid is brought in with the parents, yeah. and with these giant fucking bulky headphones, yeah, yeah. and the parents don't have any head protection whatsoever. Right. right. Yeah. So I, I I love that as well. Just like the yeah. the younger generation coming yeah. in, I love that. So my uh, the first time I ever went to a concert, I was seventeen. You were 17, probably. 16, 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were older when we were able to go to the concerts. But, and children aren't my go-to. Like, I'm not, like, the person that gets down at the child's level and says, like, oh, how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. So, but when I see a young child like that at a concert, I just love it. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, one fucking awesome that the parents are taking them and two they're gonna grow up remember i mean maybe not all their memories but they're gonna grow up knowing that they went to concerts yes so i think that's really cool and you start them off early like like we both said our first shows i saw a wall of death you went with me we were like i was hanging all over you type thing these kids are gonna now go to shows and not be afraid they're gonna understand like we are a family. We're not here to, Yeah. you're not, somebody here isn't wanting to like just show up to kick my teeth in because they want to kick someone's teeth in. Like we're family. We're just here having a good time together. Yeah. If you get hurt, you get hurt, but it's not intentional. It's not out of malice or hatred, right? It's we're a family. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I first saw him was on his dad's shoulders watching suicides. Um, oh my gosh. I almost said suicide squad again. <laughs> suicide silence. And, um, his dad even took him, like, into, like, the middle of the crowd or whatever. 
And then Baroness, I didn't see them. Um, I know that they walked through because um, I remember the dad saying, like, excuse us, excuse us. And, like, you could obviously see the dad and he's saying, excuse us, but the little kid's, like, walking and he's, like, really small. Um, and then during Kill Switch, they're on the edge of the pit. So across from where we are, though. So, like, yep. um, they're on the other side. And um, at first, the dad's just, like, standing there, like, with the kid watching, like, on holding him or whatever and, like, watching the pit. And then at one point, um, I think the people in the pit go and, like, give him high fives. And then he, like, goes down and, like, they get down on, like, their knees. And they're, like, I couldn't see very much of it. But, like, they were, like, pitting with him. Or, like, um, he was running around and they were, like, on their knees, like, pushing him maybe. Not, not pushing him. Like, I don't want to make it seem like it's child abuse. But just, like, um, having fun. So, yeah, I, I saw the, all of that, too. Um he eventually like like told his dad like hey i want to get on the ground it's like the kid wanted this yeah he saw the pit and it's like i want to do that i mean he's a fucking four to five year old kid right they're indestructible they like they see a wall and like i can run into that just like wiley coyote right i can do that it's fine and and he's mel i'm not saying like Males are different than females, but at the same time, we're genetically stupider. Like, I would agree. We we like to hurt ourselves. <laughs> and, like, hmm, I could run into that wall. And especially at a young age, like I'm just about to fucking right off that. I think that's what this kid was like. It was like, that looks like fun. I want to do that. So like tapping his dad, like, hey, hey. See, I missed that part. I didn't see him yeah. do all that. So he did that. Dad lets him on the ground. He's he's standing on the edge of the pit. And what's he do? He puts his hands on his hips and <laughs> bears down like he saw the other people do. Yeah. Like, come at me. Let's go. Let's do like everybody here is gonna run over you, fucker. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but the kid's like, it's safe. Like nothing happens. It's fine. And he's like, Let's go. Let's let's fucking tear this apart. And nobody does anything. The one woman that we we talked about who was in the pit having fun with everyone saw this. And by that time, the pit kind of went through a lull. And the kid's like, all right, nobody's going to do anything. Dad, put me back up so I can see the show. And she's like, no, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Coaxing him back out. And then he comes out. And the, one of the bigger guys gets down on one knee and like does one yeah. little jab with yeah. him. Um, and then... He goes back and uh, all right, and then he goes back on his dad's shoulder, and they they high five. And that was that was basically it for Kill Switch. Eventually, for Lamb of God, I we were we had moved forward, and the pit was behind us at this point. And eventually, I looked behind us at one point in the set, and looked, and everybody was on one knee on the ground, and this kid was back on the floor in the middle of this little circle of people and they weren't pushing. They were like putting their yeah. arms up like this. And it's like ping ponging. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ping pong's a good yeah. way. Or oh, no, uh, um, pinball. Pinball. Yeah. yeah. Pinball. There, there were the bumpers. He was the pinball and he would like run into yeah. somebody and not even like a big fuck off, but like a little nudge and the kid would bounce back and go over here and like, just yeah. Yeah. Pinballing back and forth. Like, 
once again, though, wearing his giant fucking <laughs> headphones while doing <laughs> Which it. Which is good because for Killswitch and Lamb of God, like, my hearing was already shot for the night. And I don't wear he- um, earplugs. I, I need to. You do, yeah. Um, really bad. But um, good, good for the parents for protecting those little ears because. But that was a very, very. I, I, I had seen kids on the shoulders, and I love it yeah. just like you. I fucking hate kids so much outside of like our our nieces and nephews. Like, other than that, all the other kids can fuck right off. Yeah, like fuck you. I would agree. <laughs> but these kids at these concerts doing this stuff, I'm like, all right, yeah. For this moment, fucking badass. Yeah. You're awesome. But if I see you on the playground. As I'm walking to get like a drink or something tomorrow, fuck you. You're dead to me. You're on an airplane sitting behind us for a <laughs> four-hour flight. I don't even mind those kids. Those are kids are fine. What was the last flight we were on? Was that from Denver? from Denver back? Oh, yeah. so that wasn't that long, but still, it was. I didn't mind that kid. Those kids. Even when he hit you in the head with all his papers. No, he's just having fun. I don't know. I, I hate kids, but I don't hate kids. I don't know. It's weird. They annoyed me. I was um, done with them. Anyways, but but that kid's awesome. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna go places. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that that was the best. Well, we uh, back to 2016 open air. There was a kid that um, I think was there with um, his mother, and she crowd surfed with the kid on top of. Oh, her. for real? Do you remember that? No. For 2016? Yeah, I remember that. And um, so like between that and then this. With this kid, like, I think these are the best. Normally, the kids just are in the back or, like, on their parents' shoulders or whatever, but... Um. Yeah, if, if they're on the shoulders, it's weird because then as soon as, like, typically it's men holding up women so they can get a better view because they're smaller. Like, you're smaller than I, hold you up type thing. But security's going to pop up right away, shine a yep. flashlight in your eye. Not for kids. Kids are fine. They yeah. can do that. At Avatar, though... Uh, in, in Indianapolis, the dad was holding up the kid and they kept telling him to put him Oh, down. did they really? Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, Avatar in Indianapolis, they had the balloon ball pit. The balloon ball kids. pit, yeah. So, this year, two of my best kid moments at concerts came from this year. Yeah. The ball pit and this kid moshing. Yeah. Fucking awesome. But other than that, Kill Switch Engage. Oh, that's what it was. He wanted to pit, but then they did the end of all heartache, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just runs over to his dad like. Yeah. Like, I want to see this. <laughs> that was yeah. his fucking song. He, and he rocked the fuck yeah. out. He definitely was there to see Kill Switch Engage because his dad was even going, like, really hard with him, like, singing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that was his song. And he's like, I, and he was screaming, like. Fuck, this kid is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So our nieces and our niece and nephew. Um, so it's actually, so my cousin has kids, but I call them my niece and nephew. But I love, because when I'm around them, I'll play music sometimes, like when I'm getting ready or whatever. And my niece calls it uh, grown-up music. And she's always <laughs> like, I want to hear grown-up music. And yeah, so maybe someday we'll take her to a concert. That'd be awesome. Right now, no. She would just be. I don't think she would like it. You don't think so? <laughs> no, no. But I mean, getting back to the show. To me, 
regardless, I I spill my love for Baroness. This kid was the fucking star of the show for me. For the whole show? Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. Um Kill Switch Engage was awesome. Yeah. I wish I, I could have watched more of it. I mean, I will not give up being next to a pit for anything because I think that really gets the vibe going, but I really didn't get to see much of what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, there's not a whole lot more to say about Killswitch. They put on an awesome show. This kid was the fucking star, though. Um, the knee brace was a highlight <laughs> for me. Uh, I'm glad you put those two together. I As soon as I saw it, I was like, I bet you're the same person. We should do a meet and greet someday, and then you could be like, hey, I know why you wear that knee brace. <laughs> Going to turn out to be something completely different. <laughs> I don't know, but... Um, Anything else about Kill Switch you want to bring up? No, no. So, okay, then. The final act of the night, the the headliner. Amina, not Amina Moth. Uh, <laughs> Lamb of God, Amen. Lamb of God, Amen. <laughs> uh, well, what were your thoughts here? Did they come out to Memento Mori? I yeah, think they, they did. did. Yeah, yeah. So, they did it with, was it a white screen? It was either... I think it was a white yeah. screen. Sorry, with we've, a, we've seen a lot lately. With just a, 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 a blue light. A light of Lamb oh, of God. Oh, right, right. So on the, um, I was, so yeah, so it was a white screen with Lamb of God shi- um, like projected onto it. But what I was trying to say is like, so when Momento Mori started, um, so Randy gets up and he's like singing and they have a blue light shining on the other side of the curtain. Sorry, I was getting Oh. So you could see his silhouette. You didn't notice that? I, I kind of do now yeah. that you bring yeah. it up. Yeah. So you could see his silhouette of him singing um, the beginning part of it. Um, what? No, no. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, okay. And so, which was different than like when we saw them at Summerfest because they didn't have a curtain at Summerfest. So he was like off the side of the stage when it started. So, yes and no. Okay. He was off to the stage, side of the stage. Yeah. But that first part where it's just the, like, beneath the endless tree or whatever the hell goes. He was actually on the stage for that. But he was drinking water, getting ready for it. He wasn't singing. I think that's all recorded. It's the wake up, wake up. Wake up, yeah. Yeah, When it drops. Yeah. That he finally starts singing. But I do remember... I do remember the silhouette of him coming, like, of on the be- like on the screen. Okay. Um. So it's it to me it's weird if it was if he was actually singing or so if it was a back. Like I think there's two parts to it. There is the recorded part or whatever, but then there's I think he has lyrics in it too. The 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 harsh drop. Right, right. That's him. That's when it starts. I think everything before that is recorded. Okay. But I do also remember what you were saying about, like, the silhouette on the blue light. And I do remember it looking like he was singing. So maybe he was, for this performance, singing. But during Summerfest, he definitely wasn't. Because he doesn't sing the by the darkest river. No. I think that's all recorded. Oh, okay. Okay. No, cool. I, that's that's what I remember from Summerfest because I because you're right they did not have the curtain right 
And it was just him on stage getting prepped, ready for it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird to see him. Yeah. I mean, we were on the, what is that, stage Stage right, right yep. Um, rail, like way at the end. We were like yep. at the end by the security. But, um, so we could see really well. Yeah. But anyways, no. I didn't know that that was a recording. I thought that that was him singing. No, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. You didn't know that was a recording, but. <laughs> but I didn't see that at Summerfest of him drinking water and stuff. No, I just, I thought it was really kind of cool to see behind the curtain and yeah. just see like, oh, this is just a recording. Yeah. Okay. Um, I fucking love that song as an opener. I know. It it's makes a- so much sense for an opener. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to come out. So fucking good. Like even on Spotify. So on the Spotify list, uh, not our concert list, but, or not our concert playlist, but, um on just the Lamb of God or whatever. It's like the fourth song that comes on if I like just start listening to it. And I almost want to be like, I need to make a Lamb of God playlist. That way it's first, like the first song that I play when I walk out of work. It's so good. Like the, the slow build, like it's just mellow. Like let's calm you down and then wake up, wake up. Like, the deep, like the drop, like yeah. Oh, it's such a fucking yeah. good song. It was very good for coming out too. Yeah, or like I mean, we've we've talked about this with other concerts and just talked between the two of us. But I feel like every band should like write a song that's like this. That way, they don't have to do the whole like. Play ACDC before coming out. I don't know. I'm I'm fine with playing ACDC. Like, but every band does it now. Two, two of the f- bands do it. But, anyways, I feel like it's a Metallica lot. does Ecstasy of Gold, and like that is their song. Oh, like that builds. But that's you up. not their song. That's not their song, right? You just said that's their song. No, I mean, but that is their song they come out to. Like, when that kicks on. Yeah, I know what you mean. But they have changed it, where now it's ACDC, a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And But doesn't Five Finger do it, too? Didn't they have ACDC? I can't remember. I feel like they did. Um, But then they do, like, the slideshow. And then they go back into Ecstasy of Gold. And then it's whatever song they choose to open with. Yeah. Which, like, Ecstasy of Gold, great, great song to come out to. It's their thing. It's what they do. When you hear that instantly, it's, fuck, this is Metallica. Modella, now every commercial Modella has. I know. I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's go. Oh, fuck, yeah. Metallica's not and playing. And like, it starts like, oh, yeah, the Modella. I, I agree with the Metallica commercial. I feel like I immediately just need to like listen to Metallica afterwards. But Slipknot also does um, For Those About to Rock. Yeah. We salute you. And then it's For Those About to Lock. Fire. Boom. The loud pop and the curtain drops. Yeah. And it used to be the last couple times, not the last last time, but the last few times. In 2019 when we saw Yeah. That. Curtain would drop. And it was unsainted. Unsainted, good, great song. I love that song. 
But you go from this, you build up, you build up, you build up, you build up, pop, drop. Yeah. And then you go back, like you have that harsh drop, and then you go back into Unsainted, which has another slow build up with that choir. You could almost, instead of doing like the, um, you're about to rock, or what's the song called? You're about to rock? Uh, For those about to rock. For those about to rock, whatever. Like instead of. Even using that song, just start with Unsainted. Exactly. And then you get that drop. Because then you have the, exactly. Or the pop or whatever you want to do. Exactly. And that's what I'm, like, that's my biggest frustration with that. The very last time we saw Slipknot, it it was better, right? It was for those about to rock. And then it goes straight into Disaster Pieces. Which is fucking hard. Like, you hear that pop and then you get kicked in the fucking teeth. Yeah. Which is what you want. Lamb of God uses their own song, which has that slow build up and then that sharp drop and kicking the fucking teeth right away with Metamore. I fucking love that song. I, it's the great, it's so fucking good. And it's such a great fucking song to come out to. Yeah. Like that just sets the tone for the night. Yeah. It just gets you so hyped. Like, as soon as you start hearing it, it gets you so hyped, and then there's that big drop, and it's like, oh, I I agree. I'm not showing the enthusiasm because it's a little late for me, but. You took, like, a four-hour nap. How's it not? Anywho. Anywho. I only got a few hours of sleep after the concert <laughs> last night. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah. I No, I agree. I, I, I think even just going into the concert – like, I was so excited to see Lame My God again. And going into the concert, like, I was ready for that moment. Like, I was like, I can't wait for the lights to go down and for that to start. Like, I I didn't know that that's how they were going to come out again. But I just assumed. The way the night went, where the venue had changed, the time had changed, the shitty fucking Live Nation aspect of it all. I was just ready for that not to be the opener. And I was like, I'm going to get fucking screwed again, aren't I? What do you mean? Oh, that Lamb of God was going to come out to something different. Yeah. Else. Okay, okay. They're going to come out to like Omens or, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah. it's a fine song, but it's not Memento Mori. That's what you need to come out to, you fucking assholes. What do you, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, even though you're the band and been doing this for years. And <sighs> fuck you. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, that's where my mindset was. And then when that song came on, I was like, all right, good. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going the right direction. We're, we're, we're going to salvage this night. But we didn't quite salvage it. Why? The fucking oh, the audio was horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. I couldn't like, understand if, Randy at all. If I did not know the songs and yes. the lyrics... I would have no clue what was going on, what song they were playing, what, I mean, granted, when Randy was talking, it was fine, but. Yes, when he was by himself, it was perfect. Yeah. And it made no sense because it was not like that at all through the evening. No, no. Yeah, so something was up with, and we did move up. That could have been part of it, like, because we were. Not that much, though. Well, we. We moved 10 fucking feet. You think it was only 10 feet? It wasn't much. Oh, okay. I felt like it was more. But um, anyways, like, could have been the angle we were at. I don't know. But it, I would 
100% agree. If I did not know their songs, I would not know what was being said or what was being sung. Yeah. What else about this particular show do you remember? Do I remember? Or do you want to talk about? I guess, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is the thing I want to talk about. Okay. Go into what you want to talk about. Um, Outside of the sound, Memento Mori, fucking awesome. Don't ever not make that your opener, Lamb of God. Please. That, great. Unless you come out with something better, then do that. But this is fucking brilliant and awesome. Um, Sound was kind of shitty. We had seen them two other times this year. Yep. This was their only headlining show yes. we had seen. Yes. We saw them as a co-headliner, but as we talked about, that's you get 10, 20 minutes, two, three songs more that you can play, right? I I love Lamb of God. I think they're awesome. Their music's great. Their live shows are fucking amazing. They're I can't say any you know, like uh, enough good things about this fucking band. They're great. But when I see a band that is an opener and then I see them as a headliner, the headlining show is different and memorable. This headlining show of Lamb of God was not different it was to the me. Same. It was the exact yeah. same fucking show. So just talk about time-wise. I think they did the same exact set that they did with Disturbed. Well, maybe not same exact, but same time frame. Same time frame. Because yes. I think we added Sorry. one or two more songs yeah. to the playlist. Yeah. And it was because they had new singles For come out. Omens, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't meaning like the same set. like But the same timeline. The same timeline, yeah. So I think with um, Disturbed, I think they played for just over an hour. And this was like an hour and 20 minutes. Like when they left, I knew it was done because they played Redneck. Redneck, And that's yep. always the last song. Well, I can't say that. The, that you remember that recently. I remember. Um, so that's what they play. And then, so when that was done, I was like, oh, it's over, over. Like there's no encore, which bands aren't really doing encores that much anymore. Oh, that we've seen anyways. Not in the same way. Yeah, this encore is very fucking different where yeah. the lights brighten for like 30, not even 30 seconds, like yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. And then dim, like you go, Randy comes out, you motherfuckers aren't going anywhere. Right. Let's go have another round at this. And then he plays like one song. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. Maybe it was a time. Sorry, sorry. Anyways, I don't know if it was a time thing. I don't know if it's a curfew thing. So I know a lot of neighborhoods in Chicago have their own, like, you have to be done by this time, which could be because the concert did start earlier than it was supposed to be. Um, yep. People are being loud outside. <laughs> From room. <laughs> Um, but so it was, I mean, cause it was, it started earlier, so it could have been a curfew thing. It could have been, we have to be done, um, by a certain time. Um, I don't know, but it was, it was so weird to me cause I figured for a headline, generally for what we've seen is if they go on at nine, they're done at like 1040. Yeah. Um, and I think this started almost right at nine, uh, maybe 915. Was it 915? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so, I mean, played for an hour and 
15 minutes, maybe hour and 20 minutes. Like, I don't know. I felt like it was really short for a headlining show. I It did feel short. It just, it didn't feel unique. Right. It felt right. like if you saw them as an opener, you saw them as a headliner. Yeah. Yeah. Which they bring is, the same energy. Oh, yeah. Which is both. not a bad thing. No, no. I'm not saying that. I, but I'm just saying, like, they bring the same energy if they're an opener or a headliner. Um, there's no extra, like, talking. There isn't, no. Um, which sometimes you do get if you see somebody as a headliner versus a... You definitely get that. It's like a platform for yeah. them to, like, here's the cause I care about. Yeah. They have, like, a foundation. Yeah. They tout yeah. that shit. I mean, even for the new album, I think he even just said, like, we have a new album coming out, like, here's a song off of it or something. Or, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do remember that, where he's like, we have a new album coming out. We're going to play that. We're going to play Omens off of it right now. Wait, no, I fucked up. We're That's two ruins. songs from now. We're playing Ruins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and, and we're going to play like one or two other songs from that album. Yeah, yeah. So like, that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point, right? Where it's, you don't get that fluff. It's, we're here to play music. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to fucking play music, yeah. which is awesome to see. But at the same time, I kind of want to see the uniqueness of the live show. You mean the headlining show? Yeah. It is a live show. It's, yeah, the head. Sorry, yeah. my bad. The That's headline okay. show. Like, okay. I don't know. You just hear, you experience things a little differently. There was no pyro whatsoever. No, and I went in expecting no pyro, just because of Chicago ordinances. Yeah, which you didn't know if they were true or not, but I'm pretty sure that they are. Which could be. I, yeah. I mean, we watched that Romstein documentary where they're like, they don't allow pyro in buildings, which is. No pyro within city limits. Which is, a, the argument they gave was like, the Great Chicago Fire, which is a bullshit argument. Yeah. Like, hopefully we're smart enough to know that like brick doesn't burn like wood, and the whole city was built on wood back then. So, if there's fire chiefs around who don't understand that, maybe they're in the wrong fucking profession. Like, if uh, that's something we could always research on, like, if there really is a, like, ban on pyro or whatever. But even if it is, I mean... I, f- I feel like other cities do it, so it's like, why not? Yeah, and other Chicago. cities are burnt to the ground fucking too, so I don't get it. Well, I'm not saying it's okay because the city burns to the fucking ground. I'm just saying, like, if other ordinances have improved, and, and that's why what I'm not saying Chicago? also, right? It's like, okay. I didn't take it that way. I took it as no, you yeah, saying, yeah. like, our, our city burnt to the ground, uh, so we're not doing this. And Pittsburgh being like, well, our city burned to the ground, and we do it. Like, yeah. To me, that's the fire. If if that truly is the case, then it's ignorant fire chiefs not understanding what the fuck fire is, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a firefighter or a fire chief, so I don't know what the, goes into the ordinance. No, but I know that wood burns, brick doesn't. And the number of wood buildings in Chicago is far less than the number of brick buildings now compared to the Great Fire. Um, but not saying that like pyro makes the show either. Right. It's just, that was one thing I noticed and I, I, I don't know. The deep cuts are one thing that you get with all like a headliner show that you don't get normally, but at the same time they played everything I love mm-hmm. all their music they played was fucking phenomenal. And like you said, the energy they bring to all their shows, regardless if it's headliner or not is on point. It's fucking awesome. I agree. 
So I happened to look on Instagram um, and about about pirate or like uh, Lamb of God's other shows. Oh, OK. 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 So in Minnesota, which was just either before or after Chicago, I'm not sure which one, but right around Chicago, they had pyro. Oh, did they? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm pretty sure that there is an ordinance in Chicago that they can't use. That's pyro. so shitty if that is the case. Like, I agree. Like, I, I feel like. It's come a long ways where, you know, like, you can do it indoors and it's controlled enough that it's fine. So you can light a lighter and you know how high the lighter's going to go because it's math and physics and bullshit. And the fact that you, as a fire chief, don't understand how math and physics work means we get to suffer. We don't know if it's the fire chief's decision. We don't, but... I'm saying it is. Okay. I mean, we know that Ramstein used Pyro, but that was at Soldier Field. Very different, right. Which is technically city limits, but it's outside of the city. I mean, it's on the edge of the city. (laughs) If we start a fire, we can stop it before it gets too far. (laughs) Also, it's a goddamn brick building. Yes. Uh, We know in Rosemont they use Pyro. Um, also not in the city, but also in the city because... It's in Rosemont. But it's weird, like the whole O'Hare situation, yeah. right? Yeah. If you stay on the... High, I don't know, whatever. I don't know about the United Center. If oh, We've never seen anything there that they use pyro, but... Not yet. We're seeing Iron Maiden soonish. Yeah. So and we, we should know. Hopefully they use pyro. I mean, the Bulls use pyro when they come out, Do right? They? I, I don't know. I assume so. I think it's part of their... Like, I've never watched a Bulls game. So I would not be able to give you that answer. That's true. I haven't either. I mean, I have, but not recently. Anywho, I, I'm I don't not know. saying yeah. Pyro makes the show. I'm just saying I that was one thing I noticed with this show. And that goes back into the, like the whole uh, raining dry ice thing that you talked about with the heat. Yeah, yeah. Like there were a lot of like <laughs> of like the smoke bomb things going up. Yeah, so they use that instead of pyro yeah. for the effect. Like walk with me in hell. Like that's where yes. you expect a lot of pyro. Yes. Yeah. That that was hundred percent different than what we've seen in the the other two shows. Obviously, because that's generally where the it's behind them, but like the big fireball, but fireballs go up, and it's not. It's like up and down. Like it's just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I know that. Like it's. Yeah. I mean. All in all, it you hit it on the head. They brought the same energy they always bring, which is we're going to kick your fucking teeth in. And they did. It was awesome. It wasn't what I expected from a headlining show. I expected more of a... I, I, don't, I don't know. I just expected it to be longer. Deeper cuts, longer, songs I had never heard. Or songs I haven't heard in a long time type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, kind of enjoy the not the fluff when it comes to speaking in between songs, but also kind of missed it. I do enjoy that to some extent. Yeah, I guess that's weird to me because sometimes if they speak too long, I'm like, okay. Let's, let's move this let's along. Go. Let's go. You know, let's get on to the next song. Like, we saw Three Days Grace. I feel like their little banter thing that they did was a little long, my own opinion. But then sometimes it 
goes well with, like, say, Disturbed, when they came out with Evolution, they did a whole um, mental health awareness portion of it that is long um, for that um, tour they did it. But, like, and that is a long portion of it. But I felt that that went well with their message from their album. Yeah. So you got to kind of bring it together in a good way. Right, exactly. I mean, all in all, the set was phenomenal. All the bands I loved. I know you didn't love Baroness. All the bands I walked away like, this was the first show in a very long time where I was like, I liked every band that was here. I mean, I guess Ghost the night before was the same way, which was the first time in a long time. And this was just the second night where it was like, holy shit, every band tonight killed it. Yeah. So another thing that I noticed is we've been doing a lot of um, back-to-back or like many concerts close together. Um, I think this is the first night where, or the first time in a long time where we had two concerts back-to-back. And granted, Sunday morning, I slept in and it was hell trying to get going on Sunday. But by Saturday night, even with the drive home from Grand, um, Green Bay, like, I felt like I had so much energy afterwards that I was like, like, I wasn't like drowning in being tired or anything. Yeah. So, but I think it is the difference of the energy that's brought. Because even when we went, or when, when we were in Denver and we saw Three Days Grace and then we saw Corn. Like, by corn, like, I was just tired. I was just, like, but then again, I'd been to Iowa a few days before, and I don't know. I was just, I enjoyed the whole thing on of Lamb of God, or of the concert. I just didn't really feel like Baroness fit the energy. I mean, I guess I could see that listening to their music now. Um, I felt like the set they brought fit well, with especially the music they have, but... All in all, the only complaints I have are venue-related and sound-related for Lamb of God only, which is super fucking weird that the headliner had such shitty sound in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, generally it's um, opposite. Right, you work your way up and fix yeah, it yeah. for the headliner. Yeah. Um, which, once again, could default to venue, but maybe not. I don't I don't know. Um, those are the only two complaints I have, but phenomenal show regardless. I... We'll be seeing all of these bands again. Yeah, I can't 100%. wait. I can't wait. Um, I don't know. Lamb of God's at the top, like one of my top bands to see recently. Um, Avatar and Lamb of God. I don't know. It's just like the energy that the concert brings. I just really enjoy it. So. Yeah, 100%. But anything else? No, not for me. Um, this was an amazing time. How about you? No, nothing else. And I know this is really, really long. So if people are still listening, yeah, thanks. We'll we'll cut it down or or whatnot. I don't know. We probably won't. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Anywho, as Karen said, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back later with uh more shit about shit. So more shit about shows. Well, whatever. I mean, it's still I don't what sure shit about shows. As Karen said, we'll be back with more shit about shows. Thanks for listening. We'll see you around. Bye.